That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? See, don't you worry, Batman. I'll be better luck next time. And you'll never be sad. And you'll never be lonely. You'll always have me to dance with. The Joker. Batman Confidential number 12, 2008. Happy and healthy new year, everyone. This is the first episode of Bat Force Radio in the year of 2016. And today the boys are talking about their favorite Batman villains, as well as going through the endless list of Batman's rogue gallery from the criminal masterminds to the mentally insane and everyone in between. So let's get it cracking. You know, we around here, the Coalition of Angry Northern Nerds, don't so much as refer to it as a chin as we do a jizz cup. <laughs> Something about Ben Affleck you might not know is he is the worst Batman. I can say that with confidence, not even seeing the movie yet. Terrible choice for a Batman. Can't believe it. Daredevil. Has anyone even seen Daredevil? Huh. Obviously, Zack Snyder has, or else he wouldn't have cast him. Uh, Clinton, I'd be really excited about your application. At the moment, uh, we're kind of backed up with application processes because our process server uh, kind of walked out on us, a certain John Truin, but we will get back to you as soon as possible. <laughs> and just let you know that we have plenty of openings, but we just got to get somebody else on the processing of the applications, and uh, we'll be up and running in no time. Uh, we're currently if, if you hear from John, can you ask him where my... Kristen Bale, Batman, a full-size bust is. <laughs> he was supposed to have sent it to me uh, two years ago. I believe he's currently using it as a paperweight, but I will follow up with that question to him. Isn't he hanging out with Victor Gig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, 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 uh, in purgatory, in curvatory. Victor is not completing artwork, and John is not sending it to people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And... Happy New Year from the Bat Force 2016. Welcome. To start off the new year, we're going to pretty much take a request from somebody um, on our uh, Instagram feed who wanted um, to hear a favorite Batman villain slash rogue episode. So let's. So we're just going to crack that one open. Um, Batman pretty much has the best villains in comic book history, the best rogues, and there are just countless countless rogues to name even specific rogues rogues made for specific things like um with the animated film the phantasm was made just for that or the mutant leader who was made just for the dark knight return saga um, or even characters like arkham knight for the video game so on and so forth so we'll go around the table tonight talking about our favorite rogues i would say we choose one favorite and then maybe do two runner-ups each because they're just so fucking many just about everyone uh deserves a notable mention as well um but uh what, what you guys want to open it up initial thoughts on batman's rogue gallery in general and your thoughts the best yeah. there is no other that is better than his rogues yeah, well, not one thing in I, comics. Not even one close. Thing, one thing that I think makes his rogues, like you guys said, uh, excellent is that 
they each kind of represent something in that universe that Batman works in. You know, you got Poison Ivy that kind of represents eco-terrorism, and then you got Catwoman that kind of represents desire, and it she really she really challenges Batman more on like an emotional level than kind of a physical level. Right. Yeah. And then you got Joker that kind of represents the madness and chaos. He's like the flip side of the coin, mm. the other side of the mirror for Batman. So exactly. That's that's what's kind of unique about Batman is that he has rogues that seem to be more designed specifically to him versus other characters and universes. Right, just like um the scarecrow would represent the fear of Batman. Like every time he goes at Batman, usually <laughs> In the comics of the episode, it's difficult because if he does get blasted with that fear toxin, it always takes him back to Crime Alley where his parents get killed. So I guess you could put uh, the fear label on him. Or even something like uh, the Rogue Man Bat, who's kind of like an inverted Batman, like the uh, literal sense as well. Yeah, we have uh, we have like 250 responses as well from the question. And uh, it's it was a no-brainer that the Joker was going to be the Joker. top. Yeah, the you know the clown prince of crime, the Joker, has been named by many as the uh, greatest villain in comic book history as well. Do you guys remember uh, the Dark Book back in the nineties? Uh, the Dark Book was like a one-shot publication similar to Wizard, but it was like it was based on it was focused on old comic book villains. They actually did a top one hundred. Uh, greatest villains of all time list for comic books, and uh, the Joker was named number one. They they really went down the line with that. IGN did one like that too. Right, yeah. It's it's kind of hard to say. Um, you know, obviously I like Mutant Leader, but he's only in one story. I guess my favorite, if we're talking about like classic rogues, you know, mm -hmm. that come from like, um, you know, the most well known. I think Mister Freeze is probably my favorite. And it, it's sad because he doesn't get a lot of stories written about him, but a, a, a writer could really do a badass story on him because he's, you know, he's a guy that um, what he's doing is is purely motivated by, uh, you know, he wants to save his wife. I just I just love the story, the 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 tragedy and uh, the irony of of his character. Plus, you know, anybody that dresses up like a robot. He's trying to save a chick is pretty cool in my book. <laughs> so he's one of my favorite is if we're going like off the classic rogue list, I'd love to see, um, you know, a proper version of him in a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger was a little campy and, and fun, but I'd love to see like a hardcore twisted, pissed off Mr. Freeze in a movie at some point. But also I'd love to see him included in more stories. Um, one of his better stories was in that run called Gotham Central. Mm, right, yeah. I read like part of the first trade, and man, he he's in he, the early part of it. Yeah, he fucks some cops up, man. He yeah. freezes this one guy's arm and gets broke off, and the guy's like, Ooh. man, it shows shows you how dangerous he is. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess as far as like runner ups, um, I've always liked Anarchy, and I think it's because you know he was created by. Norm Brayfogel, and who was it, Alan Grant? He was just a kid. But what he was doing was, you know, standing up for, you know, people that he felt were being oppressed and stuff like that. He he thought he was doing, you know, good. He was he was out to save the world from its own self. I got this trade paperback called Batman Anarchy, 
and it kind of collects some of the Detective Comics, you know, Detective Comics 608 and 609 that were his origin stories. But then I guess he also had like his own separate run. And there's one where he, he teams up with uh, Etrigan to take on Darkseid. Hmm. That's a pretty cool story. And then I guess I like Scarecrow too because he kind of brings out the horror aspect of, of Batman's universe. Hmm. You're going back real quick to Freeze, a uh, popular choice when people... I've heard Freeze a lot. Um, he's been a classic character. He's been around for a while. I remember reading the uh, the collector's edition of the first appearance of Freeze and all those old school stories. They were a lot of fun. And But, well, you know, obviously when you talk about Freeze, you think Deanie at this point because Deanie yeah. is one of those writers who elevated Freeze and gave this character so much depth that... It was like through the animated series as well, of all places. Heart whole, of Ice. Yeah, Heart of Ice and the tragedy. Fucking with, amazing. With Nora, he like what Paul, what the writer Paul Dini did with Mister Freeze just elevated him so much that he he just took on this new image, such a serious, tragic yeah. image, and then they brought Freeze over to the the Arkham vs. video games. He is so amazing in those games. You know, he fits so well. Like, the design and the integrated story with Nora, it's just... um, They really really perfected Mr. Freeze in that series. Yeah, they did. And then they fucked him up in the new 52 with that mohawk (laughs) and the exposed arms. You heard it? Who did that? You know what I think of that? Did Capello design that? No, No, that was probably Jim Lee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it is. Why is it in his line? Jim Lee did have a lot of uh, of say-so in the redesigns. I mean, he redesigned Batman's um, look. That was that that new fifty two look. That's Jim Lee, and there's I can't remember what book has it. Some book has a um, sketches of it, or maybe it was I don't know. Is it the Blue Line figure? Something has like you know his like he's working out the ideas for what all the new costumes should be. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I, I mean, it might be Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's racist. Leave it in. Don't take it out. Leave it in. <laughs> Who's next for their number one? Well, mine's pretty obvious. I mean, if you look at my Instagram page, it's the Joker. Joker. All right, we get Joker. Let's do Joker out of the way. Don't you? I mean, it's no brainer with the Joker. Everyone knows it. He's been around for what seventy six years. He's the the first uh, oh, the comic first book one. villain. He was as eerie and creepy in the late thirties, early forties as he is today as well. He is just this image this sadistic clown evil as he is brilliant there's been just a million joker stories and and he he was only supposed to appear in one right he he was uh he he was originally written to die at the end of uh, batman number one right and he was created by um bill finger and jerry robinson yeah yeah. and uh he was uh saved by whitney ellsworth uh was the editor on the issue and he decided that uh Joker had too much potential to uh, to just let him die in the first appearance, and he had the end of the end of the issue changed so that Joker would uh, would stick around. I love that we don't have to look into a Wikipedia page to get that information. Right there. Unlike, uh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into detail, but you know what? Hashtag no eating. Just landslide everyone saying the Joker on that thing. The Joker. J.C. Malone uh, at J.C. Malone, one of them. He says, "No question, it's Mr. J." So. I think if you were to ask uh, Sir Hagrid or Obi-Wan Canary, he would very quickly tell you the penguin. 
thing one. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, we could, we could fill in for uh, old fish fingers. His favorite is Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin, and that's himself. Reverie. I'd like to hear Scott. The Trump. Oh, he's not in here though, is he? It's it's, yeah. it's himself. It's himself. <laughs> He'll read you his biography. <laughs> no, I said that. I should have noted that you can't. Choose... I'm my number one fan. You can't choose yourself. <laughs> you can't choose the trunkler. I mean, it's just a given. More than oh, a you joke can't. The trunkler. Yeah, it's just... I thought trunkler, you were gonna... trunkler yeah. was a response to the Instagram post. Someone yeah, else... no. Awesome. Who responded? As... I swear to God, it's on there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Matches and score Malone said the condiment king. Um, what about you, Tom? What's your who's your number one draft pick? Um. I think a lot of people are also doing a good distinction. They're saying, well, are we talking comics? Are we talking animated series? So just anything you, in any universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, first that comes to my mind, I don't know why, just um, obviously the Joker, but, I, you know, you can't put him. So I would yeah. say, like, Ventriloquist Scarface. I've always just yeah, loved definitely. Ventriloquist Scarface just because it's such a, Fucking I think dumb. it's just a, number Different. one, I love gangsters, <clears throat> gangster movies and gangster culture. So the fact that he's like a little, you know, he's a gangster is badass. And on top of it, it's just so insane. It is yeah. that it's just an insane concept that this this man believes that he's you know I don't know if it's a you can look at it two ways: is the doll possessed or is it just a figment of his imagination? Right. And, now uh, that doll was made from the wood of a tree that prisoners were hung off of, right? Is well, that that's the uh, that's one of I think that was like the the second origin. That wasn't the first origin. That was the second origin. Is that um, Arkham? Yeah, Arkham Island or uh, was it Black? I think it was Blackgate actually. When they used to, um, when they used to, uh, they had capital punishment. They would hang prisoners from the tree, and then uh, uh, the wood was taken and carved out, and someone carved a, a mm. puppet out of it right. and a marionette. And then that that person gave that marionette, or somehow it came into the possession of who would eventually become um, the ventriloquist. And so they say that it's soaked in. This soaked in the blood of the inmates of Blackgate Prison, and it's possessed by all these evil demons, which is awesome. It's fucking awesome. Mm. I, that's an awesome origin story. It's creepy as hell, and yeah. it's just evil and brutal. And um, and the dude goes crazy. He just he's, his personality breaks, and he becomes two different people and manifests in the the marion. It's just I love it, and uh, it's really cool to see that Snyder, uh, Scott Snyder, brought him into um, you know the current Batman universe with having him there and uh, one of the issues of um of the, of the recent arc so that was cool to say i hope they do something with him yeah i do too that's a real even in he there was a lot of good spotlight shed on the ritualist in the animated series as well um and uh, it's just a super psychological character to think that the doll that he's actually controlling is the one that possesses him and calls the shots pretty much and is yeah. pretty ruthless as well you know scarface i think the animated series is probably my favorite interpretation of it just because obviously it's brought to life and uh the voice acting is awesome it's just awesome like just that's probably my favorite um jason todd red hood saw a couple of those yeah on the, on the... but joker yeah joker's a landslide man oh man yeah like when we, we go through all of the answers and just put the jokers to the side it'll be easy to go through because the yeah. joker was definitely uh just legends uh legends of lego batman said uh obviously jokers and he's gonna set that to the side fell in love with bane ever since he was uh ever since he read nightfall for the first time there's oh, yeah, just some, something about the character who had both brawn and brains he was a better detective than batman leading up to the fight and he had to be the best batman Ra's al Ghul rounds out my top three. I guess I like my villains to be multi-layered, 
not just mindless brutes, but someone who makes Batman think, keeps him in his toes, and it seems like Roz is always one step ahead. Roz is, Roz is a badass villain, dude. Oh, I found it. Robin Gas Python, the Trunkler. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, man, the Trunkler. Hey, That's... did you guys ever read that uh, Batman Year Two where it has the Reaper? The Reaper, yeah. Dude, awesome. he's badass. That's a badass he's so, villain. He's yeah. so badass. I'd like to see him more just because he's old. Pretty those badass. Siths, those, those blades, man. Yeah, the blades and the Sith. Is just... And you know what? Batman uses a gun in that story. <laughs> <laughs> Clickety clap. So, um, Nancy 17 said the Mad Hatter, the Dollmaker. Nice. Countman, Salman Grundy, and Bad Zaro. I love the Dollmaker as well, actually. Dollmaker is fucking. Super yeah. creepy, dude. Yeah. What was that? A... What was that recent um, storyline with him? Was it was it in Detective? I think it was a Detective, right? Yeah, but they didn't finish it, right? They didn't. Was it Detective though? He, he's who cuts off um, Joker's face, right? Yeah. Spoiler yep. alert. That was a brutal <clears throat> first issue of Detective in the New Fifty Two. Oh, if no yeah. one's read it, super brutal. It just starts out with Joker just stabbing a dude to death, just fucking, just like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> nice it sound effects. <laughs> ends with his face getting cut off too. So. What more do you want? And and then it was it was a really cool setup for having him then vanish for an entire year. Speaking of uh, that storyline, um, I believe it was Cisco, our boy Cisco, um, who talked to Tony Daniel at a convention, and he asked him about uh, about that first issue and just that whole thing. And he asked Tony Daniel, "Was it were you working with Scott the whole time to have the Joker have his face cut off or whatever?" And I think that Tony Daniel was saying, "Not really, you know." Originally, I wanted to give the Joker a lobotomy, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> so I decided to cut his Jeez. face off instead. Which wow, I don't understand how I don't understand how that is okay, but a lobotomy is it? It's kind of crazy. Well, a lobotomy, I guess, is pretty irreversible and would change yeah. how he acted. How does that figure look, huh? <laughs> One liner. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, um, Grant Morrison kind of gave joker he shot him in the face and he put a bullet in his forehead so that kind of i mean that that messed up the joker a little bit from uh, that grant morrison that Archie did. Batman and robin right yeah yeah he when yeah so <clears throat> that i mean it was kind of a uh, something similar i'm obviously it didn't like stick but that was pretty brutal mm. um someone mentioned tommy lee jones from batman and robin mm. as, as two-face no well, that's uh, um, batman forever really I don't know if they were joking or not, but they said it. What are you gonna do? I'm surprised there's not a lot of Two Face votes. I saw some. I we saw a few. Just... Two Face is badass. We should just go through the line of rogues, actually. But uh, real quick, Robin, who's your draft pick? Uh, well, aside from all the obvious ones, you know, there's the Joker, there's Hush, and everything. Uh, I was gonna go where uh, Tom already touched on uh, Ra's al Ghul. Uh, uh... He doesn't see Batman as an enemy. They have different. They're on different teams, but Roz has had opportunities to take Batman out, and he hasn't done it because he doesn't want to. He wants Batman to replace him as as the leader of the league, and I, I think that makes for a, a really cool villain. You know, he's sort of depending what kind of timeline you're looking at. Sometimes he's uh, he seems like a terrorist. Oftentimes he's. It's pretty much a terrorist. It's but... like an evil sorcerer too. He has that yeah. kind of persona. You know, yeah, that, that, I like the immortality part about him. Yeah, yeah. That, that he's been or been around for so long. 
Mm-hmm. And just that, yeah, he has no desire to take Batman out like almost everyone else is, with the exception, basically, of Joker. Uh, he doesn't want to kill Batman either. Uh, but yeah, Roz has had the opportunities to do it and doesn't want to because he wants Batman around. Yeah, he wants Batman to get up in that sweet, sweet Talia ass. <laughs> what do you guys yeah. think of um, Talia al Ghul? Like, uh, uh, great ass. Oh, good. <laughs> I think I'm she's Parker. pretty badass. Consistent. Like <laughs> yeah, I think she's uh, she's brutal. She's also brutal. She's not afraid of killing. Right. Yeah. She um, I think it's pretty cold that uh, she straight up got pregnant just to keep Batman. You know, Mori Povich's his ass. <laughs> you know, she and you gotta you gotta give her props for popping out little Damien too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a good little fuckhead. Yeah. Who could yeah. pull that off? Right. That's uh, maybe even though Morrison yeah. wanted to kill Damien off quickly uh it doesn't work like that in comics well game. even if you want to someone else is going to bring him back anyway of course well, yeah but i think it was it was pretty well and it wasn't even morrison's damien it was um it was who was it then it was uh patrick uh what's his fucking name gleason, gleason. patrick gleason that was pretty cool is how they kind of explored damien a little bit and how batman was trying to take like kind of trying to reel him in in a way you can kind of say damien is almost like a villain yeah. because you know, he was trained to kill and he right. was trained to not have any remorse and not have any empathy. And mm-hmm. so what's really fucked up in some of the early Batman and Robin run of the New 52 is that um, there's a couple of times, I think, when Alfred and Batman, like they're trying, you know, they're trying to reel Damien in. It's really hard. And he's trying like, you know, he's trying his best to be like good. And you know, he tells his father, I haven't killed and you know, I haven't killed in however many months. And then there's like at near the end of one of the issues, like someone goes into his room or someone goes somewhere and they find that he's killed like a bird, you know, like he fucking killed, he like broke, broke a bird's neck. So it's like, he's hiding it from people that he can't stop killing. Like he, it's an impulse for him to do it, which is fucking nuts because that's a characteristic of a serial killer is, you know, causing harm and mutilating and killing animals. And eventually, you know, at a young age, when you do that, you eventually kind of, you know, graduate to people and stuff. So I thought that was fucking nuts when they kind of, touched on that little bit really kind of sad and scary at the same time yeah i remember uh it's in the new 52 in the batman and robin run when it's more like knight and squire they change the characters over and they kind of try to hide damien and batman basically grounds him and says you know you're you can't be robin batman and dick grayson go off and they're trying to fight uh you know talia and i guess the league of assassins or whatever the group it was, um, Damien switches personas. Instead of going out as Robin, he goes out as Redbird. And he comes in and he scales the wall and they find like some dogs dead. And he's like, they were already dead. I didn't kill them. You know? Yeah. He's a little, he's a psychopath. (laughs) For sure, dude. Yeah, he's got, he's got homicidal tendencies, marks of a serial killer, which would be, you know what? Make a note. Someone fucking write DC. Somebody turn Damien into a fucking serial killer. Yeah, he's about her. to join the court. There you go. I'll just <laughs> send it Robin War for you. Fuck off. Damien would make an excellent villain. I'd rather him have to be a villain. He, he, he all, of a... You could almost look at him like he was a villain that Batman kind of reformed. Good, yeah. Because yeah. he was a killer. You know, he was he was created to do what Batman wouldn't do, and that was take over the league. Yeah. Batman doesn't kill. <laughs> and going back to his mom, I think I love Talia. I think she is right underneath Catwoman as far as most influential. 
females in Batman's Whoa. life. Saying a lot. Good people of Gotham. This is Batman Villains, a.k.a. The Trunkler. Keep that shit locked on Bat Force Radio. What's up, Wes? What up, bro? Oh, shit. No, no, no. Oh, where's my money, boy? Where's my money? I'm for you. Wes, we were just going around the table. Um, which, well, I was just thinking earlier we can just pick our favorite, and then we could do, like, runners-up because there's just so many rogues. But, uh... Who who would you say yours number one is, bud? I don't know. It's pretty us, close dude. with Hush and Joker. <laughs> it's fucking us. Well, we not I mean the, the Joker is a given. We, we were I'm gonna that. go Hush. Yeah, Hush. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I knew that was. Good. The thing I like most about him, and I feel like sets him apart from uh, some of Batman's other villains, is like how well he knows him and stuff. I guess like. I mean, like, Joker knows Batman really well, but he knows him in a different way. Like, he he knows the Batman side of him. You know, he doesn't want to know who he really is. He doesn't care about that. And it's all about playing a game uh, for the Joker, pretty much. And Hush was different in the aspects of he knew Bruce before he was Batman. He knows who he really is. He knows what he's really been through. Um, he knows kind of really what makes him tick and stuff. And... Uh, that was always appealing to me, and the fact that uh, Hush is, uh, or Tommy Elliot is really strategic-minded like Bruce is, and uh, uh, in a lot of their encounters, in a way, he kind of would outthink Bruce, which not a lot of people can, not a lot of the villains do, um, and it's always kind of like a chess match between them whenever they, you know, it's like who can outthink the other and uh it, it, yeah, it's funny yeah, you mentioned it, the, the chess match yeah because there was the that part of the origin where i think it was tommy teaching bruce how to play chess right right mm. yeah and uh and uh it's you know it's like anytime he comes around to like you're in for a for a hell of a plot line like it seems like anytime he's involved he's got so many different things in play that's going on he it's never just him he set up all these different like you know uh um he has so many different strategies for if something goes wrong he's got something else planned and then uh when we first were introduced to the character back uh by jeff Loeb and jim lee in the hush titled book um i thought something else that appealed to me too was that he was actually able to get all the rogues to work together and stuff too. That was really appealing to me, uh, which of course he had help as well from Riddler, but uh, it was just, uh, I just think that's what sets him apart from some of the other ones. He's not as, he's not as crazy. He has, uh, he definitely knows what he wants. And um, I consider him a very dangerous guy. Like I feel like if he went through the combat training and stuff that he could be just as dangerous as Batman is. Really, yeah, yeah. I always thought that was interesting about Hush being that you know he is Tommy Elliot. He's a childhood friend of Bruce and know who he no knows who he is. So he has um, a far more unique relationship with Batman than most rogues do. You know they have a lot of right. history and to the point right. where he tried to mimic his faith by you know the death of Tommy Elliot's parents. Um, right, Tom, right. Tommy, Tommy is kind of uh, different from many characters have. Uh, something that traumatizes them and turns them into a psycho. Whereas Tommy was kind of a psycho by choice. 
Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was. killed his own father, right. you know, att- attempted to kill both parents, and yeah. he just chose that road of being a psycho. He yeah, put he, always right. told, he told Bruce he, he was lucky that his parents were killed, and I was like, what? <laughs> right, right, and he's, he's like, he's jealous that he had everything handed to him, and, you know, the, the rough life he had, because, you know, like, he, he tried to kill his parents, he succeeded in killing his father, but he in turn hates Bruce because Bruce's father, Thomas, saved his mother and pretty much, uh, you know, sentenced him to a life of servitude, uh, taking care of his mother. And uh, so he blamed Bruce for that, and he didn't get any of the money. And Mm. uh, so, you know, that was interesting. And then um, I feel like, in a way, he also kind of hit Batman uh, in one of the worst ways that any of the rogues ever have, you know, with what he did to Catwoman and Heart of Hush. Oh, like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, that was just an epic storyline, and uh, that was interesting. Like, even at uh, New York Comic Con, I talked to uh, Dustin Nugent about it, because uh, he did the artwork for that story, and he was talking about how, like, originally, whenever Hush was created, that he didn't care for the character that much, and uh, didn't like him too well, and then when Paul Dini came to him mm. and like told him all his plans he had for the yeah. character in that book. And he said that now he's like one of his favorite characters. Yeah. He said that Paul Dini uh, made him love hush. Mm. Right. Right. Paul Dini is a Paul Dini's okay. He's okay. Evolving rogues or characters <laughs> in Batman. It's all right. I mean, it's okay. Get Quentin out. Uh-oh. He's going to go <laughs> to his yard sale games. later. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's had an okay yard sale. It's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> no. right. Oh, Hang shit. On. Jesus, Lolo? We're live, babe! <laughs> God damn it. Sorry about oh. that, guys. I'll, I'll take care of that later. Oh, man, we got a lot of rogues to go through, boy. But, um, man, it, it's such a difficult decision. It's, it's um, a question that has a long answer when it comes to who's your favorite Batman villain. Um, I mean, up. it's especially <laughs> tough because, I mean, you know, I've been asked that a lot and it's like you know when i really literally sat down and think about it like it's hard to think of a batman villain that i don't like a lot you know like there's the, the crazy quilts and <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that but <laughs> but uh you know almost all of his Not villains the, have the been new really good. yeah oh <laughs> you know yeah. someone Hipster that freeze no someone <laughs> that none of us have said is riddler mm. yeah I hate that he, guy He's a he's he's, he's a hard character shit. to get right. That, that's the one good thing I felt that came out of uh, what Snyder did in Zero Year was he really made him threatening again, yeah. uh, and that's not easy to do. Um, you know, there was an old Riddler story too I really liked a lot, and and I can't remember the writer right offhand, but he kind of took Riddler and and did a story where he finally just lost it and like didn't really care about giving Batman hints for things anymore and was actually killing people. And, huh. you know, I, I don't know if any of you guys remember what that story is or whatever, but that was a good Riddler story too. I liked a lot. The Riddler is see- a very classic Batman character. Um, yeah. I like what Rocksteady did with him in the Arkham games with all the Riddler yeah. trophies to, you know, the Riddler being this uptight prick obsessed with <laughs> outsmarting Batman and setting up all these traps and puzzles and whatnot. But you're right, like, the element that was missing with the Riddler in the Arkhamverse was the fact of him not not being 
threatening at all. He, he wasn't a threat to Batman. He was just an, a nuisance, an annoyance, you know. Yeah. Right, like, and a lot of people hate the Riddler challenges in the games, you yeah. know, and, like, think it's annoying, you know, and I know in Arkham Knight it's starting great. to annoy like... the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yeah, he's a hard villain to do. Like, you know, even in the gaming franchise, I can't imagine a different way, really, they could do his character to make him feel prevalent in the game without having it be something like what Rocksteady did. And I think they found a really good niche for his character in those. I don't know. Someone made a fucking fart noise. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I I thought you were going to say something. But, uh, but, uh, (laughs) brain fart. But, uh, no, yeah, no, the Riddler's ex. I mean, he's not supposed to be combating. He's not supposed to be physically threatening. It's all mental with him. Even when we seen him in the animated series where, like the episode, uh, what was it? Uh, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Or the things yeah. like that. When he's like, is that, is that the one when he has Batman in like this puzzle maze and he's has to figure out all these things in virtual reality or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's when he gets like fired from that job for not getting credit for <laughs> doing those puzzles or whatever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he like locks Gordon in that digital uh, maze or whatever, and Batman and Robin have to go in after it. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Like, I don't ever feel like I hate the Riddler. Like, I like the Riddler, but it's like I can definitely admit that he's probably, in my mind, one of the least threatening villains in the rogues gallery. I mean, uh, which which Snyder, you know, stated before he did Zero Year, which he said he really loved the Riddler when he was younger and stuff. But just he he wasn't in stories lately, he wasn't threatening at all. And he was almost like a joke, you know, he was always telling Batman what he was going to be doing and, and stuff. And so zero year was all about him trying to bring the, you know, the character back and actually making him be a threat or something, you know? Mm. Right. Yeah. It really is pretty cool. And then we'll move on. Speaking of the green, uh, I'll pick, I guess my first draft pick would obviously be poison Ivy for many reasons. Mm. Um, I fucking, love poison ivy symbically as well like basically she she's hot as fuck man let's be honest yeah she um (laughs) but you know she's considered eco-terrorist but i love how complex she is she's actually quite brilliant and she's a live wire uh in recent uh batman eternal the first wave where she outsmarts bane i love that part i thought um Uh that was quite fitting to her you know in modern day um she has um she has a six-issue arc coming out as well, which Amy Shu said she wants to really prove that uh, Poison Ivy is one of Batman's smartest uh, opponents ever. And what I also like about Ivy is the fact that she has a power, her ability to control plant life and vegetation. I think that's quite... I mean, there's only um, only her, Raish, and um, uh, Clayface that come to mind that I think have some sort of power or morphing power. And that's one thing that, that makes his rogues so much different is like a lot of them aren't super powered, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Unless uh, crazy is a superpower. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, pl- and plus, um, high Ivy sleeping with Harley. So, you know, how could you not? Love right. Her? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. She's unpredictable. You don't know, like if she's going to do good or bad. That's a good point. Yeah. Just like Catwoman, it, yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really good point because uh, that uh, you know, in relation, that's that's one of the really good things that Rocksteady did in Arkham Knight was what they did with Ivy, and uh, throughout oh, yeah. the whole game, I felt like she was the most unpredictable component of that game because you know, as I was playing, I kept thinking. She's she's gonna stab stab us in the back at some point. Like yeah. well, the, you know, the thugs kept she, telling you that during the game. Right, you right. Batman's like, working with poison ivy. <laughs> yeah, she's still looking to stab in the back. Still looking to stab in the back. Guy's an idiot. But you hear yeah, Ivy's like, working you know, with the bat. <laughs> But I was like, you know, like she's been put in there, you know, from Scarecrow to like stab us in the back. And, you know, just totally like that was the big shocker of the game for me was her actually, you know, uh, showing that she did somewhat care. And she kind of went out as a hero in a way. And um, I thought no that spoilers. Was I haven't played the game. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a duality with Poison Ivy. She is torn just like Catwoman can be torn in some of these stories where. Uh, Catwoman is like robbing um, the higher end of society to fund like to, uh, organizations to protect wildlife, like endangered cats and things like that. Similar right. with Ivy, where she wants to protect the environment and the plants, but she doesn't care. To, she doesn't regard human life too much in the process. So it's like uh, right, like and both sides of the one- fence, you know. Yeah, and she's one of those, like, Catwoman where, like, her and Batman's interests can cross sometimes. And, uh, you know, they could sometimes, uh, you know, few and far between, but they'll work together. And then sometimes, you know, she's out to kill him. And, uh, you know, yet again, Paul Dini got her duality great in Gotham City Sirens, too, which Mm. uh, showed a lot of her you know care how caring she can be and how she you know she really has a bond with harley a lot and mm. really cares about her um and uh, that's a great book that shows a lot about her character too do you guys prefer clear skin ivy or green skin ivy green. naked ivy green <laughs> naked ivy. <laughs> well scott was like oh when i got the premium format he's like hey nice green ivy eye. Folded up into force in a nice trunk there. <laughs> nice compact ivy. Compost ivy is what I like to say. <laughs> ivy to a Catwoman. Catwoman is... Um, when I ask a lot of people from what Allie I've heard Barry. in the past yeah, about uh, who... <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's, the, that's the first answer that it comes out of everyone's mouth is, is Holly Berry. Holly I was asked like Storm. who Storm. their favorite female in comic book history is. I, uh, Catwoman will always be on the top three, if not if not the first. Um, she is one of the most classic female characters in comic book history, and to me, one of the most badass. I like the way Wes put it. Uh, her hers and Batman's interests cross. Right. So it's you know she she can be uh, an asset to whatever he's got going on as long as it benefits her. Hmm. Do you have but to be right. in Hush? In Hush, she pretty much becomes an ally. She becomes kind of a, another member of almost like the Bat family in a, in a way. Right. She and Ivy are similar in that neither of them are specifically good or evil. They both have their own agenda, and if what they need to do to achieve that happens to be illegal or criminal, they just don't care. Yeah. Right, like which I would put Mr. Freeze also in that category. As well. oh, yeah, he's another good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, he, you know, he's just he's one of those characters yeah, too. You, know, you can, yeah. you can, 
<laughs> you know, but yeah. Freeze is uh, he's an interesting Whoa. villain too, which is one I really like too because he's one you can almost feel sorry for. Like sometimes you know, or kind of root for uh, to to you know get his stuff done. But it's like he's he's really working towards a good goal, but it's like he's use, doing bad things to achieve that goal. So I re- I really what do you guys think of what they did to him in the New Fifty Two as far as his origin? I hate it. Brutal. <laughs> Rich, flush the toilet, bro. Put aside, put aside his look. Put aside hey, the way you, he looks. If you want oh. advice from the new fifty tooler, fucking <laughs> take a <laughs> shit right now and wipe your ass with it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brutal. Oh yeah, and it's not even his look that I care about. It's and you know, like I'm. Are a you big serious? <laughs> no, it's it's not his look fun. that ruined it for me. It, the I look mean, doesn't even the, bother me that much. It's the origin like, that bothers me. I can't get it's past the it. origin. It's just you know, um, I and I'm a huge Snyder supporter. Anybody knows that. But that was the did he write that? Did he write that? It was the first annual, right? He did, yeah. And actually, Fabic drew it. It wasn't Greg yeah. Pula. It was Jason oh. Fabic that drew it. Um, oh, and it wow. looked real, it looked great, but uh, it wasn't that the first favorite Batman, or did he get on Detective before that? He was on Detective, but was I think it might have been after the annual though, because he was on uh, Detective. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I swear. Question? I think. When did Faybox start drawing Batman? Uh, he had drawn Batman pre fifty two on um, some of uh, Finch's run on Dark Knight. Oh, there you go. Ah, okay. uh, he had worked on uh, Golden Dawn. With uh, with Dave. Oh, okay. Golden yeah, Dawn. Um, yes, but Golden yeah, Dawn. with uh, the the new Fifty Two Freeze origin was just you know the it just took everything appealing about the character and I felt like everything that made him different was gone because now he's just, just psychotic like everybody yeah. else is. I mean, he's just another. Uh, yeah, you're right. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah the, like the, he, sim- the sympathetic side to his character is gone. Right, and he like he he you know uh, kills his wife or kills his mother in the origin. We find out which that still could have been kind of a a, a mercy kill, I guess you could look at. But his his uh, Nora, we come to find out in the book, which they also changed. I guess I should say before this that you know Ferris Boyle was gone. It was Bruce Wayne who had Nora and takes it away from Victor. And then we come to find out that. You know, Nora is not even his wife. It's just yeah. some woman he's obsessed with. Over totally working. catfished him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, really? Like, he's just nuts and, like, you know, wanting to screw some Mr. frozen chick. <laughs> he just won the fish stick. Yeah. Nora swiped stick. right, so we froze her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Paul Dean must be like, what the fuck are these guys doing to my shit? Paul yeah, Dean. I mean, it just, I mean, his, his character has no um, originality to it now. Like, when I read him, it's, it's, Literally, like you're reading, like I don't know. I wouldn't say Joker because he's not that crazy, but you know, it's just like he's one of the other rogues. He's nuts, and and in any of the stories I've seen him back in again, he's not even mentioning Nora or anything. Now no. it's just like what? he's wanting to kill everybody or something. You know, <laughs> it's, it's yet to be it's yet to be seen though if he if Snyder keeps that that origin because he did go back on the change of the ventriloquist's origin. They completely he did. 
fucking destroy so the ventriloquist. So you'll be on his ass about the freeze thing then, because uh, yeah. last, well, last time we did about the uh, I forgot episode. to keep tweeting him every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he he went back on the he went back on ventriloquist Scarface. So Scar, I mean, fuck, Scarface was dead, right? Uh, ultimately, there was no more Scarface. Yeah. Because if they went with the new Fifty Two uh, ventriloquist, it's some old lady. Basically, they they took what was it like the the old Spanish. Um, like folklore tale of the lady who drowns her kids or something like that. I guess that I, I can't remember what it was, but it was it sucked. But he yeah. went back on it. He's like, "Fuck that! That's not Dude, the fucking ventriloquist." That's why I keep talking to him, tweeting him, man. He listens, boy. Yeah. That's our boy. Hey, going back yeah. real quick to Catwoman before we wrap that one up. I just wanted to point out that what I loved about Catwoman as well, what I do love about, it is the fact that she could fucking fight like nobody's business uh, um, between yeah. the claws and the whips and to be able to fight like that, she could probably kick most rogues asses. If you think about it. Um, and yeah. that's one appealing thing. I've always really, that's um, pretty I mean, good for a one time about... dominatrix. Yeah. It, <laughs> you have yourself a deep dish there. Don't, don't read and, and eat pizza at the same time. Eat, or else you get smudges on that, on that. trade. <laughs> <laughs> So who who's the great who's the greatest rogue created in the past twenty twenty five years? Court of Owls. Court of Owls. <laughs> Court of Owls. Yeah. If if you ask if you ask, uh, if you ask the 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 average you know person they would they're gonna tell you Joker. Oh, you said twenty five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last twenty five years. Ah, never mind. Oh, that's a good question. In the last twenty five yeah. years, I'd say yeah, Hush, Hush fell in there Hush too, or... and I'm still going yeah. with yeah. Damien. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I, I brought it up because I'm gonna say uh, let's get into uh, Harley Quinn. Har- yeah, Harley would fit in. There. Oh, yeah. How old? She's what? Twenty two. She, she's about twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Uh, Ninety two, right? I think. She she's like top three, man. Oh, she was you a know, popular yeah. answer. Do you think? Well, who do you think yeah. is more popular, Joker or Harley Quinn? You know what? <laughs> that's a good moment. question. That's a good now. question. Yeah, at this moment, who's more popular? Like I would say Harley, neck, man. Really. I would say Harley would be too. Same. Um, you know, she, she has what's a book. on more merchandise right now? Oh, Gotta be Harley, dude. Harley. Harley's got her own freaking line at Hot Topic. No character has her own line. Yeah, but that's because, <laughs> but that's because she's a girl too. So yeah, you right. that, the hell well, out of her. that brings in that brings in the females. So I mean, that's yeah. you know uh, half the popul more than half the population that was kind of getting neglected, kind of mm. brings them yeah. in. And so you got, I mean. Yeah, that's I. I would probably think, as far as numbers and like, I would think Harley is probably the most popular right now. Yeah, I, know, I mean, their book sells still pretty good, right? She's up there, man. She's always gonna be popular. As as cheesy as the Amanda Connor and run is right <laughs> now. Um, she she's still awesome. I love Harley, man. I love her yeah. fucking personality and everything about. Yeah, her. she's a great character, and I mean, after Suicide Squad hits, her character's gonna be even worse. Oh, through the roof. I'm actually. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about starting a little hashtag movement, uh, bring Harley back to Gotham because yeah, we, we, we need her back in continuity, man. Like I would love to see her in Eternals. Where is she right Eternals now? She's we did. That... Well, in, in Connor's she in book, California? California? he's in California, <laughs> and Connor has, which was her goal, Gross. was to pull, pull her out of – uh, the Gotham continuity and her being like strong armed by Joker and all this stuff. And she wanted to make her an independent woman and all this stuff, which is fine. I mean, if you want to take her out of Joker and develop her character, no big deal. But it's been what? Yeah, since, just do a good job. What, four years <laughs> just now? Just bring her back. 
mm. and she still hasn't been to Gotham. The only time we ever get to read a, a Harley Gotham's kind of stories in Deathstroke. Um, and she popped up in Detective, I think, at one or during the death in the family or death of the family. Yeah, oh, like she the, popped up during that. Yeah, the backstories. But I think we're gonna start a little hashtag movement. Bring Harley back to Gotham. Trust me, DC will listen because we need her back in continuity, and we have a better chance at making it happen sooner, being that the Suicide Squad is on the agenda for this year. So um, yeah, and I mean, it's legitimately like she's not even in the Batman universe anymore. Cause like, I even noticed like when they do the panels for like Batman's at the cave and he's got all the rogues up on the computer. She's never even on there either. <laughs> it's just, yeah. she's fucking surfing. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> real, they, they, you know, they roller derby. that cheesy run has, it has, you know, it, it has, it won't, time is it won't though, up. because it's making money. Why would they stop yeah. it? Yeah. Girls because are coming these... into comic shops and buying it. You'd be surprised yeah. with it's social like I media see them now. On there, I'm like, fucking Wrath made the back computer and Harley did. <laughs> mm. Well, let's uh, go back to real Harley Quinn. Um, you know, j- jester, Joker, girlfriend uh, we love and we grew up on. Baldini's Harley. Yeah, the, the acrobatic Harley. The one with Psychiatrist the mallet. The psychiatrist. Yeah, dark. Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Fucking just, doctorate in, psycho- in psychiatry. Yeah, the sweetheart, you know, the, the one-liner, the fucking, you know, this character is awesome. Um, Models after Arlene Sorkin. Um, yeah, Paul did Dini's you see part. that video that she did with Mark Hamill? No, that was... Uh, That's Tara Strong. That was yeah. awesome. Tara yeah, Strong's her- all right. She's cool, but definitely not awesome. Arlene, you know? Like when you hear Arlene do Harley, it's like yeah. it's Harley, Harley. Yeah. yeah, my wife, my wife don't like uh, Tara as much as Arlene. She thinks she's annoying. She <laughs> yeah, because the thing about Tara is she does a lot of other voices. Did she? I think she did Rugrats or some shit like that. Oh, and she, she does My Little Pony and My Little yeah. Powerpuff Girls. And sometimes Powerpuff Girls Bubbles was the big thing. Sometimes her voices sound similar to other voices she does. Whereas Arlene Sorkin, when she talks, it's like oh my. God, that's Harley Quinn, you know. So wildly popular figure. We got to get that movement going because I would love to see, you know, being that Ivy's got her little mini run and probably might get an actual run, and Catwoman still has hers. Bring Harley back, man. That'll be a nice set of Siren Rogue lineup over in Gotham City. Yeah, I would love to see a Sirens book again too. Harley's definitely top three to five on people's list right now. Like these Harley nerds really. Skyrocket the prices on everything though, don't they? With the books oh, and uh... the first appearance of her has skyrocketed. <laughs> I mean, in a year's time, even it has skyrocketed from what it was. Like, I remember when I got that book, like, I got another copy of that book like two years ago, and I think I only paid like $30 for it or something, and now it's like hundreds of dollars if yeah. you find it anywhere i mean even mad love uh is like a hundred dollars to get Fucking hey. oh, and uh, her first uh her first main continuity appearance is uh a hundred dollar book now too the batman harley quinn one shot mm. yep that is and then i saw somebody else uh putting up her first uh let's see what was it uh I'm trying to think it was her first i think like her first appearance or like sirens number one it was something that i didn't think would be going for a lot of money somebody was trying to sell for a lot and i was yeah. like that's ridiculous because it was just like a big harley title that was like a number one or something mm-hmm. and it's crazy 
that that Harley Quinn title in the '90s is even high too. Issue one of that's even really high. Yeah, well, that was I, Suicide Squad that is yeah. around fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a yep. first print of uh, the first Suicide Squad, like the original New Fifty Two, not the new Suicide Squad, uh. but the one that started with the New Fifty Two. Yeah, that's that's around a hundred dollar book for what? a first print. Yeah, yeah dude. One? Yeah, that whole Seriously? Run, dude. I have you that. Try sign. to get it. Good luck. Sell it. I do too. Thank Good people of Gotham. This is Obi Wan Canary here, and you're now listening to the Bat Force Radio. Sit back, relax, enjoy, take a batarang to the head, and have a jolly good day. Black um, mask. Yeah, black mask. I love black mask. Love Same black here. mask. He's one of my favorites. Well, then I you should have said it, Rich. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I, I just I, get one fired, line. and that's it. Just fired. I I think Black Mask also is one of the characters most due for a movie appearance too. Mm. I think oh, yeah. he could really do well in a Batman movie um, as the main villain um, if they if they you know cast it right and push it right. I think there's a lot of potential there because he's really sadistic and. Uh, a lot smarter and stuff than a lot of people, I think, really realized. Yeah. Well, or Black Mask is the perfect... As long as they don't do something like tattoo a skull on his face for the movie. Oh, like, yeah, oh, no. Black Mask, yeah. there's a skull <laughs> tattooed on his face. He's Black oh, Mask is hate that perfect cross between Mafia and Masked Rogue. You know, he's like yeah. a good uh, hybrid of that. So. Yeah, he's um, a full-on like sadist, um, too. Yeah, he does some awesome, I mean, or some pretty awesome and sadistic stuff in War Games. Yeah. Um, I really like that book a lot. I love uh, the Red, Red Hood. Mask. Red Hood downloadable content when you're shooting him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some serious cowboy on. <laughs> oh, fuck, wait. Professor Pig, I completely fucking forgot about him. He which, first which, appeared in Batman 666. Pig make you pretty. Pig would make you perfect. <laughs> but he does it in the game. It's a little bit different, though. I Dude. can't remember how it went. Dude, the, 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 yeah, the, him in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was awesome like... in that uh, Beware the Batman. I, I like seeing yeah. him in there. So cool. Him and Mr. Toad. Professor Pig is definitely a creepy, fucking awesome dude. Psychological thing. But then leading over back to the uh, the birthday boy, you guys remember him and Jeff Johns? uh, Was it Earth One? Uh, He was the guy with the the mask on his face or something. He's the guy who kidnaps children and like has birthday parties for them. Oh yes, yeah. I forgot about him. He's big and huge, right? He's like yeah, he's massive. out. Oh yeah, that I dude. Forgot about that guy. Yeah, the tight T-shirt guy. Yeah, <laughs> but he totally. was kind of a, you know, not too bright guy, right? Nah, yeah, he was kind of like a numbskull. Yeah. But uh, but definitely creepy ass. Fucking. He murders his little kids, right? Yeah. We're gonna have to uh, uh, edit that right? out. Uh... Herder, birder, herder, birder, herder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about um, Calendar Man? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was, someone's like. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Next top. <laughs> it, it depends how he's used. Yeah, it depends. How I I like I like Calendar Man in Long Halloween because he has kind of that Hannibal Lecter role mm, where right. yes. he's the guy, the expert that's in custody that yeah. Batman is going to to get advice, uh, an right. insight to mm. to catch the person that he's tracking. Right. It's Tuesday today, Batman. <laughs> You know what happens on Tuesday. Yeah, he was also cool. I, I liked him in um, Arkham Knight as well. I thought he was pretty, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, I liked him in the Arkham series. And in the uh, Arkham Knight, or was it Arkham Knight or Arkham Knight Genesis, the current comic book run, like he almost kills Batman. Yeah, that was in the regular Arkham Knight book. That's, yeah, yeah, he's like brutal in that one. So you know, don't sleep, don't sleep on Calendar Man. Yeah. He's he could be pretty nasty. Five days, seven days of the week, you should take caution against me, Batman. <laughs> Gramps, did you pick up that uh, Arkham Knight trade? Oh, the pick upler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I the trade yeah, I did. Trading. I haven't read it. I'm still at 50% on Arkham City, so I'm waiting until I get... Did you get your yeah, Batman skin out oh, of there? Did y'all get that skin? That new demo skin? <laughs> <laughs> guys, y'all guys get that downloadable content? Woo! Playing it about hours, man. It's so fun. <laughs> Play the game once through it. Each suit, man. It's good shit. Clayface. Yeah, Basil I like Carlo. Clayface. Clayface is cool. And there's been many of them. Uh, ba- yeah. Basil's probably probably my favorite, and uh, I liked Matt Hagen's Clayface too. Mm. Um, but I thought the third one was shit. The one that was like <laughs> <laughs> even looked like shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> literally. I don't remember what, what his damn name was. He was like uh, in a castle or some shit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he like I don't know. He had like a cape on. Like I remember, he like, I think he even had a sword or some shit. Like he was real like old age looking. Clayface is cool. Loved the whole shape shifting <laughs> thing. The way Loeb used him in Hush, then moving over to a similar way Dini used him in uh, Arkham City. Um, Clayface right. is definitely a cool character. You could do a lot with. So yeah, that was a genius twist there. And then I like to uh, back in that mud pack story they did where. They, yeah. you know, got rid of all the other clay faces and had, uh, you know, uh, Basil, you know, pretty much absorb all their powers and stuff and mm. kind of made him the ultimate clay face. That's mm, a good yeah. one. Um, the Clock King. Eh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake. He, yeah, he's broke. He's broke. <laughs> I did enjoy his voice on the animated series. It's about three past four, Batman. I'm running a bit late, Batman. Run along, Batman. Get me a sandwich. I'm hungry. I thought he was like another version of the Riddler, to be honest with you. Only I guess while we're on him on the animated series, we should just go ahead and touch on Wormwood and move on. How about um Deathstroke? Hell Rose yeah, assassin, right? Hell yes. But Deathstroke he, is a fucking badass. A lot of he is a badass. And uh, if you want any further proof, if you don't know much about the character, you have got to read Identity Crisis. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. He takes out the whole Justice League. Well, not the whole <laughs> Justice League, <laughs> but he takes out yeah, Zatanna, what? Black Canary, Green Arrow. Classic man, the Adam, uh, just pretty much, you know, basically with barely even moving. It's it's awesome. Mm. Takes him on down. <laughs> Takes him on down to Chinatown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, definitely a lot of spotlight on him since the Arkham Origins game, and now that he has his own comic book series, his fucking comic book series is amazing and brutal. Yeah, and it's awesome. And it has people like uh, like Black Manta and Harley Quinn and Batman and all these cat and Catwoman now. Um, Is Tony and- Daniel still writing and drawing that? Even yes. better. No, it's Kirkham on it now. Even better, Kirkham. Yeah. yeah. So fucking great. Interesting. Series. Yeah. Um, yeah. That stroke rocks, man. Deadly motherfucker. 
And uh, what about Deadshot? Not I like Deadshot a lot too. <laughs> Depending, <laughs> uh, I, Smith, I'm yeah. a little iffy on the movie one, but no, no, let's, let's make a. I think he's like a poor man's dead brother, death stroke. Which I thought it was. Well, it actually is funny because in a book, uh, I'm trying to remember which book it was, but Deathstroke's in it talking to uh, somebody. He's talking to somebody on the phone that's wanting to hire a hitman, and he's like, "If somebody's poor, they hire." Uh, the sports master if somebody has a little more money they hire dead dead shot and if somebody wants the best they hire me <laughs> yeah i've always yeah, just cause dead shots like man. the the thousand dollar hit man and districts <laughs> like the million dollar hit man <laughs> i love the fact that dead shot is just a like a perf uh, like a uh, primarily a sniper you know like a perfect now, shot. kind of like now i really like his character a lot and that's why i'm hoping they get him right in the movie because uh he was one of the only characters uh forever evil one shot i enjoyed mm. i really liked uh the forever evil villain one shot they did of him with his origin about how he uh he killed his brother on accident with a with a gun, and that's why he went into mastering firearms because he never wanted he wanted to have control over them, right. and uh, never make a mistake with them again. It was kind of how he got into mastering firearms and stuff. So I thought that was a cool origin story. That, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I killed my brother yeah. with nunchucks, so I'm gonna learn the nunchucks so I never <laughs> yeah. kill anyone again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna shoot them better in their head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> nice logic. This guy fucking sucks. Next question. Firefly. I don't I I like the character. He's not great, but I you like two of them, Wes? Not yet. <laughs> oh, there you go. Enough said. Not yet. Yeah. Next. Well <laughs> you know where to put him right next to yep. your ass because he's shit. <laughs> right on my cack. <laughs> I kind of like the old pyromaniac thing flying around. It's kind of I like I like in some certain of uh, <clears throat> certain origins. He's like ninety percent, like three third degree burns all over his body. Yeah. Mm. If you have three, if you have no, well, not if it's third degree, fourth degree. It's the one that's like going down in the muscle, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's like if you get like fourth degree burns like below the waist, like your nuts and balls are gone. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. They're literally toast, right? Yeah. Yeah. One line or here Burnt we go. Okay. <laughs> your nuts. Food I reference. said your nuts and your balls. Because they're. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Gordon Jr. Oh, he's pretty. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, in in that was it Black Mirror Detective. Yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah, they. That's what's that's awesome. Yeah. Another another uh, serial. Well, is yeah serial he's killer. Like a sociopath, isn't he? He's a serial killer. He like he kills because he's got no empathy. He just doesn't yeah. feel. He's like, um, what's his name? Is it Dexter? So no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Or is it who? Who's described as having no empathy? Like he can't relate to anybody else. Well, that no... is Dexter. Yeah, is it? Dexter can't relate to anybody. He has no emotions. He just puts that's on an act to make it yeah. through day to day. Yeah. So that's 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 James Gordon Jr. Right. And what's yeah. weird is after reading Black Mirror, I go, I, I thought back to uh, like year one when Batman saves him at the very yeah. end. And I'm like, yeah. this little fucker grows up to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> should have just left him fall in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty funny. Hindsight's 2020. Um, Snyder wrote him great when he had him just like put two daggers in Barbara's legs when she was in the wheelchair, but she couldn't feel it, obviously, because she was paralyzed. Yeah. Then they revealed it. I'm like, oh, man, he's a crazy little psychopath. 
And then damn Jim got all pissed because she he thought he killed her. <laughs> she killed him. Oh, <laughs> he, like yeah. would talk to Barbara forever. Like you dick dad. <laughs> yeah. What about um Solomon Grundy? I like I like Grundy yet again how he's used. I didn't like like the old like super friends. I mean he's basically just DC's Hulk, right? I mean just kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, but he, he absolutely can't die. I like the whole reincarnation thing. I like the origins of <laughs> yeah. him falling, that he was an old mobster that fell or got dumped in the swamp after yeah. some mob buddies killed him. And his punishment kind of is he's reincarnated over and over again and can't die. And mm. um, like in the Arkham games, they made him badass. Like, oh, I really yeah. like the design for him in those games. He like was... This. Fucking Mon- awesome! Like a monstrous. Yeah, I, uh, I would have like liked to see him more than just, uh, like, basically Penguin's puppet. Agreed. Uh, yeah. In city, you know, have him yeah. be seen later on. Maybe you know, if he had shown up in a DLC or an Arkham Knight, uh, just be being out there. Yeah, yeah, it, I would too. Like, I, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping at night at some point we'd run into him. Uh, at, you know, and just have a genuine fight with him or something. And um, I, because I liked in the book in the Arkham City comic they had tying in with it, they actually had uh, Grundy and Bane go at it, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, going back real quick to, yeah, the Penguin, one of the most classic characters as well. What I love, always loved about the Penguin is the fact that he's like, I hate when I see the Penguin put in Arkham Asylum because he's not psychologically disturbed yeah he's he's a corrupt higher high society businessman if you you know he's not necessarily you know a psychopath or whatever so that's that's how i've always felt about with bane too i feel like bane uh was more suited at blackgate which i think they even mentioned that in the arkham series that uh he's originally a blackgate got moved because i don't consider him crazy either really right well that venom you never know what it could do yeah the venom makes him nuts but (laughs) tom hardy yeah yeah tom hardy it makes you talk funny (laughs) (laughs) god I blocked his His venom was getting the tube ripped off his mask. <laughs> you know, that's another point about that movie. They didn't even touch it about the venom that Bane is supposed to no. use. Well, it was the tubes in his mask. Like, that's how they explained it away. It was like those tubes in the mask, like, kept the medicine flowing in. So it kept him feeling feeling the pain, I guess, in his face where his face got cut up. And then when Batman knocks the tube off, that's supposed to be him, like, getting strong and going nuts. But it was stupid. I thought that was was nicotine, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Get the patch, right, boy? Yeah, yeah. What about... Killer Croc. I love Killer I like, Croc. I love Croc. Yes. Croc is badass. He's especially I, I got liked, better. I, I like the incarnations of Croc where he is continually devolving or right. evolving, however way you want to look yeah. at it. You know, he's always turning more into an animal and less of a human. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that one, too. I, I don't really care for, though, I hate whenever they give Croc a tail and stuff, because I feel like it makes him too much like the lizard in, in yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like, yeah. I, I like the, the well, really, the Asylum look was my favorite ever, where he still has humanly features, but he's, like, gigantic and right. beast-like. Um, I think that's the best cross, you yeah, know, Croc, Croc needs anyway. to be massive tall you know yeah i agree that's that's one thing i was worried about if you trace his timeline particularly through the arkham games 
you can see from if you look at him in Origins all the way up to Arkham Knight, uh, right. through each game he gets bigger, he he becomes more of a monster, and in Arkham Knight he's just ridiculous. He's so oh. big and yeah. his, still his, play that. his midsection of his body is That's so extended and he's almost like, a cop. That's awesome. Lady Shiva. Your bones. I love Shiva. She's badass. I wish she was used more often, especially since she's uh, even acknowledged as Batman at being a better martial artist than even he is. Mm. Yeah, Which is not something he, you know, normally does for acknowledging others for being better at anything than him. So for him to say that, you know, she's pretty badass. Yeah, she could kick some ass, boy. She's hot too. Have we talked on man, man, oh. bat? man, man, man bat. bat's awesome. I think it's he's got that he's got that Frankenstein, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing going. That's pretty classic. He's yet again another character that has kind of been on a good path before, too. Um, in the older books, um, at a point, he got control over it, I remember. And he was actually an ally to Batman at, at one point. Uh, and then they went back to making him the, the crazed, uh, you know, villainous man bat again. But there was one point where he got uh, control over the change into the creature. And the literal sense of the word Batman, and uh, yeah, I love that too. You know, yeah, I think Gramps mentioned earlier about how it's always this horror feel when Man Bat is in the comics or the. There he is, and he may, he calls more crazy in those Arkham games. I remember back when City came out, people would be seeing like fucking birds flying by. I saw Man Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh at night, I was like, finally, people can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had this one on the list real quick. Uh, the Phantasm from uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, man. Very cool character. I love that. I, I really want them to bring... I don't know why nobody's bringing that, uh, that character into the comics. That that was one I really would have liked to have seen Snyder uh, take on and bring into the books. Mm. They put him in. Was it Batman Beyond? Beyond, yeah, yeah, yeah Beyond, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a Beyond. Yeah, I was hoping he would do it, especially around the, or at least that we would have seen. Um, um, oh, what's her name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Phantasm is drawing. Yeah, Andrea. Andrea I, was, I thought maybe we would see her in Zero Year or something, mm. um, in relation with Bruce or something. You know, being a friend to him. It, it would have been cool. It would have been cool if this girl that. Bruce has been with after uh, Endgame was Andrea oh, Beaumont. Yeah. Oh, that would mm. be cool. Yeah, yeah that, would that would be, be really, really cool. cool. Yeah. I, I like how there were a lot of characters uh, created just for the animated series that started to shine out. Um, but one, I don't know if she yeah. went that far, was uh, Red Claw. You guys remember Red Claw? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's pretty hot. Bruce she's... had that guy too. I can't remember what his name was, but that like ninja dude that he was feuding with, that he trained with. Uh, do you remember who I'm talking about? He would show up. There was a show, or an episode Steven called Night of the Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Jason Night of the Ninja, them. and he showed up like in two or three more episodes. But he was one of Bruce's, uh, like he trained with him, and they were using him in the animated series as a villain too. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, that that uh, it was kind of similar to in uh, the early part of the Batman and Robin New Fifty Two when um what was his name that showed up? Uh, oh, uh, nobody ended up being nobody. Uh, Morgan Ducard. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah that's the role he played. They were like feuding, uh, but they trained together. But they were like feuding with each other. To be like the best exactly. student or something. I was uh, holding out hope for Phantasm as well uh, 
to be in Arkham Knight or one of the Arkham games too, just because in Origins we got the the letter from on, uh, Andrea mm. Beaumont in the cave in in Origins. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. those Easter eggs. Um, what about White Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, um, imagine <laughs> that. How many girls wear that as a Halloween costume anyway? Oh, so yeah. It, if, right. if she took off in a video game or in a movie, it would just be everywhere. So fine. Hot. I was waiting for that. Hot. Hot. Fucking It'd hot. be good hot. for us. <laughs> How about um, Hugo Strange? Oh, uh, yeah. Hugo Strange. Talked a little bit about him. We were saying that we're surprised no one mentioned him in the comments. Mm. He's, yeah. he's badass. Yeah. Yeah, Strange is up there. Um, just one of my favorite. Just because I think he's really different from all the other rogues, too, as far as... Uh, had, yeah how genius he is and then uh he's you know the fact that he learned yeah like he knows everything about batman but he didn't know him from childhood or anything he figured all this out himself and i uh, I never knew he was asian either (laughs) (laughs) oh man i will say though in one of those stills they showed where he had the glasses and the goatee and stuff he actually did look pretty good (laughs) if you um Watch. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance to read Prey, that's a really good arc. Uh, oh, where it shows how obsessed Hugo Strange is with Batman to the point where he is like wearing the suit and the cowl, right? Trying to get into yeah. with a woman or something, and just like completely psychologically obsessed that's, with the that's idea very of Buffalo yeah. Bill. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, that's it's, that's what I liked in uh, in Arkham City too. If you listen to one of Riddler's tapes where he's talking to Hugo, he talks about him. Uh, looking at the just watching him stare at the suit in the closet so you know he's he's hitting at the bat suit that he has mm, right and arkham games <laughs> yeah, hugo played a great role in arkham city as well a lot of fantastic yeah it was pretty good too off topic uh you mentioned the arc prey uh i really miss that format uh being in a regular bat book you know where you would just go from a, a two to five issue story arc and then oh, it yeah. just jumps to a completely new story arc Those for two to five issues. Yeah, and, uh, I agree. That was a, a fun format. It was just a lot of freedom, mm. and uh, things didn't get stale because it was something different every time. They would go to different writers. You know, you had Grant Morrison would come in and do an arc. Yeah, that was the best. Right. That was so good because with smaller arcs, it's less time for the writer to fuck it up. You know, it's pretty right, yeah, and they <laughs> got through a lot in those small arcs. I mean, I feel like they told just a, the same amount of story content as we're getting now, but it was condensed. And... Yes, oh, it was excellent, and the rotating teams are just so good. Um, oh yeah. What about uh Tweedledee and Tweedledum? Rich and Shane. They're the best. <laughs> That's Definitely always... at the top. Two Face. Which is I like Two Face. Two Face uh, is awesome. He's he's a rogue that is in need of a really good story though. I feel like. Are they with uh, Snyder's working on one right now? Dude, actually, I like uh, the Batman and Robin recent uh, Two Face yeah, story. Yeah, I, I did like that too. But I, I feel oh I just gosh, that was awesome. I guess what I mean is I just feel like he's one of those characters that they could base like a like a big story arc around or like that he needs to do something big to Batman. Because I feel like where he, you know, knew Bruce and was working with Batman earlier on that he knows him pretty well, too. And I don't feel like he's really done anything ever impactful 
in the Bat universe, and I feel like he should get a story like that sometime. You know what I love about Two Face is that he brings out like the humanity side of of Batman. Like he yeah. generally feels sorry for him and wants to help him and you know bring him back because he still thinks there's good in him. He does, and he's one of those two that you can't ever, of course, given his name, can't ever really tell what he's thinking, you know, the character or what he's going to do, um, which I like, too, because there's a lot of unpredictability with him and, and story arcs and stuff. I, I think the, the overall narrative of Two-Face as a character, in the absence of the Joker as being like the big bad of, of the, the Gotham universe... Uh, Two-Face could kind of be that person. He could be the core of the evil because he he's like, it's like biblical, you know, he's like the the fallen angel, you know, he was at, at the side of right. good and and then he, he fell, he you know, after his accident and now he's the opposite end. So he could really spearhead the entire side of evil. Uh, in the right, which of, I I, I like too, and as to his unpredictability, I really like too what they did in Battle for the Cow with him, where he like wanted to be Batman, <laughs> yeah. like nobody saw that coming. But and he and he like, had that badass uh, two face uh, Batman suit. Yeah, it was awesome, and I feel like he's a character too that um, a lot of people can kind of relate with, just because of the duality of him. It's like you know everybody has a good side, and they struggle with you know, wanting to do wrong things sometimes and stuff. And I think he's a really relatable character. Yeah. Earlier today when I did that post, a lot of people were mentioning how they feel uh, John Hamm from Mad Men could have been a great Bruce Wayne. But I've always said that. To me, he looks a little more like a Harvey Dent, though. Yeah, he does to me. I I agree. Yeah. I saw an amazing edit of him one time that they did off of a still where he's like standing in the hallway on Mad Men and they made the other side of his face look real deformed like Two-Face. Right, he would, yeah. It was like dead on. I feel like he, like Harvey Dent does look a lot like Bruce Wayne, but I feel like Harvey Dent has a, a more narrow face for some reason, if that makes sense. In the long yeah, run. he does, and plus John Hamm, uh, I just, I feel he like he could so nail good. that, oh, yeah, right. he could nail that lawyer <laughs> Did we mention Zaz? No, that was just no. about to bring that up. Victor Zaz. Yeah. He's another great one I like. It's he's, underrated. He's brutal. <laughs> Victor Zaz. He is. He's, I love he's another character. one of those. He's another one of those characters whose first appearance comic is worth jack shit. Yeah, it's yeah. worth. It's like a like it's, it's a dollar bin book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I got I got seriously the pack of Shadow of the Bat one through five for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's an awesome that's an awesome pack as you get that first issue and it comes with the Arkham Asylum pop up and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And he's a character too that's you know really really dark for DC. I think too. Uh, He's uh, he's always joke about too. He's always you know he always cuts those. (laughs) <laughs> scars on his body and he always says I'm saving a special place for you Batman that, <laughs> that was, that that was my that question is. is like where do you think that special spot yeah. is that's, oh, that sweet spot is that's exactly right, where it right is. where his balls meet his shaft <laughs> yeah. that little padded uh, that little, that little padded gonna, smooth Batman will be his circumcision yeah. that, smooth, that smooth padding of skin right there between the butthole and ball sack it's not smooth, man. That is so nice. You put a little incision right there for Batman, you know. And... 
That's the <laughs> sweet spot right there, man. <laughs> Rogues like Zach. You're turning and... into Matthew McConaughey there. Yeah. <laughs> little by little. I know. All right. All right. <laughs> he really will like, when he visits uh, Austin this weekend. Oh, dude, I can't wait. Oh, we we gotta we gotta record a little uh a little meet meetup for the podcast while Tom we're eating Con. some Earth some Texas Tom barbecue. Con. Oh yeah. We got, uh, amazing. So move, to wrap it up with the most current rogues talk about uh the talent and the court of owls awesome yeah cool yeah. absolutely Very man cool. like the best thing to come to the new 52 <laughs> indeed oh, yeah by far i mean the owls <laughs> are the great i mean just the to think that nobody ever thought it, it kind of blows my mind to think that nobody ever thought of doing something like that with batman having this you know group Secret that society. knows Society's that knows Gotham better than he does and makes him question everything he ever knew about the city and thinking that he knew it better than anyone. I mean, it's Did just guys, amazing. Just Wes, do you have the um, absolute court of owls? I did. My wife got it for me for Christmas. Oh, uh, did, uh, did you, did you read the, uh, did you read the intro, the forward or the intro, or whatever by Snyder? Yeah. Where he came, how he came up with them or when they so badass. Yeah, Speak on that bit there, Wes. Why don't you tell, why don't you tell the, the average audience who might not know about it? Tell them a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, he was just talking about how uh, basically he was uh, thinking about, well, you know, thinking about that how Batman was always, whenever he was reading him when he was younger, about how he, you know, knew the city really well and how where he grew up in New York and how then going back there years later, he had seen how much the city had changed and how there was all this stuff there that wasn't there when he was a kid and, um, you know, stuff he never recognized before. And it was a city he thought he knew really well. And he just got to thinking, you know, well, what if that happened to Batman, you know? And he was talking about how when he read Batman as a kid, he related to it and he could relate almost anything that Bruce was going through to something he was going through in his life. And, when he went back to New York, he realized, you know, where it had changed and he didn't recognize it anymore. What if Bruce never really knew the city that he was living in? And uh, there's been so many things that have happened to Gotham since he was born. He couldn't possibly know everything there was to know about the city. And so that's where the Court of Owls was spawned from. It was uh, Snyder wanting to explore Bruce finding out something that he never thought existed never believed in and found out that his city was a lot darker than he ever thought it was. And that was awesome. See, what happened was he came back and there were smudges on that city. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my it's, it's such, it's such a good way to introduce, to introduce a new character rather than, Oh, someone else had some freak accident now, or someone else right. has this reason that they're pissed off at Batman or Bruce Wayne now. But to introduce I mean, this group that has always been there and right. adding in the detail that they're uh, basically a, an urban legend like Batman was in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, and I've never um, reading a book in my life like I've never got chills so many times like reading a book, like going through it, like, you know, when they're talking about that they're in the walls of, you know, these houses and in the walls of these uh, buildings and companies. And like they've been watching literally from inside, you know, right inside their homes or buildings for years and that Batman even didn't know about them. Um, it and just adds a creepy factor. The creepiest part is there's a little girl. 
Ow. Yeah, little yeah. kids. Dude, yeah. little 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 kids. Like you know, the creepiest part on these haunted house uh, at, at Halloween time is when they have like little girl ghosts. Oh my god! So when I saw that. <laughs> And when I saw the, the the little girls that had the owl mask on, I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's taking it to a different level." Mm. Well, the other I, I, thought, I, I also thought that was the creepiest part: little kids being yeah, involved in that shit scares the shit out of me. Yeah, and the other crazy thing was too is you know the the owls were made up of the elite of Gotham, the the rich and all this stuff. And where Bruce falls into that group, it's like how many times has he mingled with these people at parties and stuff like that, you know, and not even known that they, you know, the, this group was running Gotham and stuff. And I thought that was cool too. And and the foresight of uh, before the New Fifty Two started, before the Court of Owls storyline began, uh, Scott. Uh, had worked on Detective Comics, and he did Gates of Gotham, yeah. and he started planting the the owl symbology, uh, the into those stories. You see owl symbols and like a, a a cane with with an owl head on the handle. Right. Yeah. That that was amazing. To plant all that stuff in, so you do feel when you're reading it, like, yeah, yeah, I I have seen owl owl images. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing, too. Um, And plus, another thing that I loved, too, in the book was just what he did with, like, Dick Grayson's origin. Like, I thought that was amazing. And how he took his name and, you know, kind of turned it and made it to where, you know, Grayson wasn't even his real actual name and lineage. It was, you know, what the Owls had come up for because... He was, uh, which the origin was for anybody that hadn't read it, was that, uh, you know, Gotham was mostly black and white, and the owls considered themselves to be the gray, the in-between. And so they came up with Dick, which Dick was supposed to be the heir to the owls and be the main talent, and he was going to be the gray son of Gotham. And then that's how his last name came about. And And then Batman beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Yeah, knocked him out. <laughs> I love that part. Yep. Yeah, it was that was amazing. But I just thought, you know, to go in and to do all that with his name and stuff, like that took a lot of thought. That mm. was really good writing. Moving right over to the most current rogue, Mr. Bloom. What do you guys think? Uh, oh. I'm like, awesome. I want to right. see Bruce take him okay. on, but mm. I hope they don't kill him off. I'd like to see him come back. But you know, he's yeah. almost like one of these characters where you may kill the main one, but he's he's like a weed, and that's, well, that's what right, Snyder yeah. said he represents. Is, he's always going to be around, yeah. especially with those right. little seeds everywhere. And anyone who's read the uh, synopsis that go around for the upcoming the upcoming Batman issues, you you uh, know a little bit of uh, what's coming up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm really liking his character and. Um, I'm excited for Bruce to come back and stuff too. And I would love to see uh, how, you know, Bruce's Batman would interact with his character and stuff too. And now we've been talking mostly, or we've been talking exclusively all DC rogues. Now, are there any other crossover rogues that you guys think, you know, is your favorite? Because for me, I love the Batman versus Grendel run that Matt Wagner. Oh yeah. I love that. That is some, Awesome I'm shit. I'm a really big fan of Matt Wagner's stuff because um, I really liked, uh, I loved Batman and the Monster Men and Batman and the Mad Monk too. Those are some of my favorite Batman books, actually. Uh, this isn't so much a, a crossover and not a rogue either, 
unless you wanted to still consider him a Vertigo character, but the 80s crossover with uh, Batman and Swamp Thing, where Swamp Thing mm. was in Gotham, the, mm, the Alan yeah. Miller run, uh, issue what, 50, like 51 to 53 or 50 to 52, where uh, Swamp Thing is in Gotham to, to free Abby, who's been uh, imprisoned for you know, sleeping with a plant, basically. <laughs> and he and he and Batman eventually square off. What a because... slut! <laughs> I would like to see Swamp Thing versus Poison Ivy. Yeah, I'd like to see yeah, Poison the, Ivy sleep with the plant. Like that touched on when uh, yeah. when Swamp arrives in Gotham, he he kind of cruises through Arkham Asylum. And, Was that you know, in he makes references. Uh No, this is uh, this is Alan Moore's run ah. uh, in the eighties. But uh, eventually, Batman and Swamp Thing square off, and Batman has this big Batmobile that uh, only appeared in in this one arc. Uh, it has all these like big buzz saws and stuff that he's cutting, cutting shit down because Swamp Thing has turned Gotham into a rainforest. And you see <laughs> Batman fight Swamp Thing with a napalm gun. You know, he just yeah. burns the hell out of him. But then, because Swamp Thing is basically a spirit that just you know lives through plants. He springs up like five or six bodies, and they just beat the crap out of Batman all at once. I want to get this, but it's book. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a really good story. It's, it's only that three issues. Fucking long. awesome! Yeah, it's good. Him and uh, Swamp Thing and Ivy cross paths at one point two in the New Fifty Two as well. I thought it might have been in the Swamp. I Thing think book. it's in that rot rule. Yeah, in yeah, that maybe that's what I'm it almost was, positive. But, but they crossed paths and they were kind of, you know, close in the book. Like, uh, go <laughs> on. Kind of like, you, you know, sleeping with plants. But... Uh, there's Floronic Man, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We actually didn't really touch up on Mad Hatter. Any thoughts on oh, that? Yeah. I was wondering if you touched on him or not. He's a pedo. He's a really good villain, and uh, while I'm speaking on him, Tim Sale. I hadn't got to ask. Yeah, Tim Sales is awesome. Yeah. I hadn't really got to ask any of you all yet that he got to do it. Did you all like uh, his Arkham DLC uh, uh, boss fight and all that stuff? I still have to play that part. I, I really liked that storybook. That uh, I that loved it. Book. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Arkham Asylum and everything. Yeah, the cop yeah. stuff was boring, but that yeah. part was amazing. I was like, they should have had a scary, you know, like, at least we got one hallucinogenic fight in the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> There's you know, a Batman game out? <laughs> <laughs> Olicity or what whatever about the shit they were Did anyone say Fishmoney? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyone want to talk about We're having a good episode. We're having a good fucking podcast. I know. Just, that's <laughs> it. Fuck this shit. <laughs> hey, do, do, you, do you guys know there was a, a villain called the Walrus? Um, he was an enforcer. Yes. Enforcer for the Black Mask in a Detective 841, created by Paul Dini. And uh, no. he wears it like his mouthpiece with King two Wallace. tusks. So that wraps it up for Rogues. Any final thoughts? Dream teams? Yeah, the other. No, just uh, <laughs> Joker one, like yeah, always. Yeah, jo- <laughs> per, per usual. As usual. I think. Uh, bring, bring Harley back to Gotham. Bring yeah. hashtag yeah. Bring Harley back to Gotham. It's gonna start. Uh, can Freeze actually not have a mohawk? It's fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. And not. Yeah. An you're too old arms. for that mohawk. 
Yeah, he looks given like the he's fact gonna... that he's completely frozen, I think all his hair should be dead anyway. <laughs> he looks like a he looks like a hired touring musician for Rammstein. Guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, rules, dude. Yeah. Like they're Get him like a guitar. They're, they're yeah, like their guitarist, their bassist got like the flu and he couldn't make it to like the you know the, the East Coast tour, so they had to do like a fucking just like a session musician who's not really. It's like oh, just fucking just look Rammstein-ish, and then he he shows up like that, and everyone's like, well, fuck it. I mean, shows tomorrow. Let's go on. Do do what? <laughs> Here's our new member, Victor Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> that actually fucking fits. Nora, na, 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 na. <laughs> Nora, Nora Hog Smash. New album, Nora. First track, Nora. Second track, Nora. Nora, 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 Nora. The ponds. The ponds. the Canadian Canadian Remember, folks, when no matter what villain you choose, none can ever match the trunkler.